Good evening, and welcome back to another playoff edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Nothing. I'm doing great tonight. Coming off another big win. Looking forward to a return to Fargo. Uh, yes. Last time ever going to happen, and, and looking for a repeat of, what was it, five years ago, almost to the day? So th- yeah. things are going well, man. It's a good weekend, and I'm looking forward to a big week of football talk. Yeah, Victory Monday. Um, Rob, we are, uh, before we get to uh, big news tonight, we are uh, brought to you by... By Homefield Apparel, yeah. once again. Um, Todd, you can see I'm wearing my favorite hoodie with, with the Fighting Duke I dog here. I got here. my, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so okay, well, Duke shirt we, we on don't, here. Yeah. yeah. If, if people could see this, that would be more useful what you just did. Podcasting <laughs> is a visual medium. Yes. Yeah. No, but once again, these guys do great work. It's Connor and, and his pals out there in Indiana really getting to the heart of what makes each fan base tick. They've got some great designs out there on the website. Go to homefieldapparel.com and use promo code JMU Sports Blog 15% off. Uh, get it in this week, get your orders in, and hopefully get here in time for Christmas. Yeah. So you thank can you use to that for any school in the country. So any school you everybody, want. Everybody, you know, most of your friends and family school is on there too. So not that we don't want you to get all the Duke stuff, but the, the code counts for everything. So yep. yeah, big thanks to Homefield. Um, one quick note before we get started tonight. Uh, Rob, so glad to announce that Duke's Mafia is back this week. Yes. Um, yes. So we're bringing back the uh, food bank donation for road games that we did in the spring it was a big hit. We kind of left it alone this fall. Um, kind of forgot a, about it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's been a lot of on field, off the field. There's been plenty of, we, we haven't always been the most mature um, Twitter account <laughs> this yeah. fall with the CAA stuff. So um, we, we've tried, you know, anyways. Yeah. But, we're but there's a link this- out there. We're asking yeah. people to donate to the Great Plains Food Bank. Um, I know already, I think it's over $500. We just tweeted out the link like an hour or two ago. People stepping up. Thank you to everybody who's doing that. Um, any little bit helps. Doesn't need to be a massive donation. Five, 10 bucks this time of year can go a long way. And uh, if, if you got a, some spare change laying around, I want to throw it that way. Uh, we would certainly appreciate it. Yeah. And, and uh, hoping to take this with us to the to the Sun Belt next year. Yes. So we'll see what happens. Um but our big news tonight is we are joined by another, we have a third uh, member of the team tonight, uh, and, and he's, you know, celebrity by JMU standards. Uh, he, he's, he's been on the podcast before. It's been a couple years, um, but we are thrilled to welcome back. Uh, I, I don't even know how to list all your accolades at this point, but um, former JMU running back slash slot receiver slash kick returner. Uh, general all-around late 90s, early 2000s superstar Delvin Joyce um, joining us from Charlotte, North Carolina tonight. Welcome, Delvin. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And and by the way, you kind of made me sound important. You just you should end that by just saying, Dad. He's a dad now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Rob, I, I love your... Delvin Joyce is also a dad. <laughs> yeah, there yes. we go. There we go. I love that. Yeah. And, and by the way, it's it's been some time since I was here. Since I, mm-hmm. I was here the first time, you guys now have sponsors. Which yeah. I mean, that that is pretty cool. So, awesome. <laughs> so, so I don't know if they heard me on the podcast and they said, "Hey, we got to get these guys before they go big time." But hey, yeah. I am happy yeah. to be back. Yeah, no, the truth is, you. we we lost. Nikki Newman started coaching Radford, and we don't have any guests anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you, Delvin. We're so glad to have you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited and, to be here. Yeah, we're just going to have um, you join us to talk football tonight. It's pretty fun. Um, we're going to start with our four downs from the Montana game. I, I, I know we all want to get to NDSU tonight. I know I want to get to NDSU tonight. Um, a lot of people want to get there Friday, and good for them. Um, but the Dukes beat Montana in the last ever FCS home playoff game this weekend. Um, yeah. And they didn't just beat them. They kind of. Took handled them pretty kind well. Of took them to the woodshed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, there's both teams. I'm sure have some oh, what could have been moments, and there was you know penalties and turnovers both ways, but they kind of handled them. So we're going to start with our four downs from the game, um, both pregame, in-game, post-game, and uh, Rob, you want to take the first one? I mean, we got to start with like welcome back running game, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we got to, a running, me, we got a running back on the show tonight. We got to talk about the running. Yeah, game. but also like, I, I, nice job. I Ron. thought Montana, Montana came in clearly determined to take away the pass. You know, playing a lot of two deep safety coverage and they kind of daring Jamie to run. And Latrell on the offensive line answered the bell. 
in a big, big way. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Latrell looked as healthy as he's looked in weeks. He was mm-hmm. hitting the hole. Uh, there was a little less dancing. He looked more definitive back there, more decisive. And uh, it kind of like a rising tide lifts all boats. Like when he had big runs, the, the coolest part about it for me, and particularly that massive like where he carried the pile and everything, to see the offensive line, how they just got energized from that. It just it was so fun to watch, and it was like they just were picking each other up. And uh, that drive was – kind of just a thing of beauty was it three plays where he carried the pile for 10 yards and then uh wells yeah. carried it and then latrell did the rest 50 yards so i thought that was great they needed that in a big way this weekend um and they answered the bell i mean montana had a terrific run d was just daring them to do it and they went ahead and they executed you know what latrell go for 160 something yards yeah and like 100 you know, in the it, first half yeah <laughs> it was it was fantastic so that just that was the thing that made me most excited about this game was just seeing a JMU running attack. Like we've all grown to expect from JMU over the years, but really has been missing uh, mm-hmm. for most of the season. Yeah. Delvin, what did you see on that one? Cause I mean, well, obviously this is your, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so glad he started there. And yeah. by the way, you said the offensive line went crazy when he carried the pile. Yeah. Listen, my section C4, <laughs> we went bananas. Yeah. Like, like I feel bad for the people that were sitting behind us. Cause I don't think they saw the game. Yeah. But, but, but what what was what I think was great about Latrell's performance, and you said it, Rob. He seemed more definitive. And you know, I while I think we have a lot of talent up front, we have a lot of talent on the O line with these young guys. I don't think that they have quite matured into the running game. Yeah, and and that's a much harder scheme. You know, um, setting blocks and then and then moving up to the second level and getting those blocks on the second line. That's a much harder thing than just sitting back and pass protecting. And so Latrell at times has seemed a little too patient for our offensive line. Like at at times I'm like, Latrell, you just got to get north and south. Like he's doing the levy on bail and I'm like, you got to go. And so it was really nice to see him be very definitive and then break some big runs uh, in that game. And, you know, the big play is back for us uh, yeah. in the backfield. And that was a big difference in the game. Yeah, for sure. I, and just like you said, Delvin, I, that they, it was seven, three, the second quarter, Montana had punted us down inside the 10 yeah. and uh, Latrell coming off the goal line. And that first run with the scrum where the line was just pushing them all the way out to the 20 and ours, we were the same way in our section, just like, Oh, like that was the yeah. moment for me when I knew everything was going to be okay. It's on. Yeah. And yeah. the very next play was Antoine Wells caught it over the middle and uh, he did the he same thing. Some guys. He yeah. was inspired and like yeah. dragged some guys. And then they had one stupid play and then Latrell took a 50 yards for a touchdown. And I was like, Oh, we're, we're <laughs> out here tonight. This is, we're yeah. good. And like Fishpaw, you could see the line, like those guys were getting all fired up all of a sudden. And we hadn't mm-hmm. seen them be that excited in a while. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was yeah. Then it was just like okay, <laughs> like we're gonna and, and for Latrell to finish could, that run, by the way, that big run for him to finish that and get in the end zone, that was yes. huge, yeah. right? Especially with our red zone troubles this year. You know, if he gets tackled yeah. at the five, who knows if we score, right? Yeah. But yes. but yeah. but Seriously. but get it in the end zone while you have the opportunity. That was huge. Yeah. 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 Well, what about for second down, Delvin? What was your next thought now that we've covered that part of it? Second down for me, I was concerned going into this game, right? Montana is a big brand. They're a big name. They've come into Bridgeforth before and won. So they've had success in Bridgeforth in big games. Mm -hmm. And, and so what, what calmed me down and, and this might seem like an obvious thing, but what really calmed my nerves was the Devin Ravenel play. All right. And and first off, he spells his name wrong. His parents (laughs) forgot the L. All right. Let me just throw that out there. With the Devin Ravenel play, when he catches that pass, and I'm like, all right, great 15-yard pickup. Yeah. And then he goes to the house. Yeah. And and not only did he go to the house, he exposed the fact that we have better athletes and they do not, right? Yeah. And so it, w- it was literally at that point that I said, all right, we can't lose this game. Yeah. And what you'll see the rest of the game, right, the theme was we have better players, we are faster, we're stronger and we just willed our way to the win. So I, I, I think that was a big play for me. Oh yeah. yeah. And especially because as good as Ravenel's, he's not one of the stars. He's the guy you count on to, to move the chains and make a play when given the opportunity. And boy, did he ever, 
you know, in a big way. Like that's just crazy when you've got arguably your third or fourth best receiver who's blowing by their entire secondary. Yeah. It really highlights the difference in athleticism. All right. Is he that fast or were they that slow? Seriously? I I don't know. He took off. Yeah, and, and he had a burst right through there. I yeah. mean, it looked a lot <laughs> like his brother there. I, you know, um, yeah. I did hear, I, and Signetti said after the game in the press conference that uh, that was the last play they ever played man. Um, they never played man again. Oh, wow. So it, it like it like you just said, Delvin. It not only did it look that way and calm us down, but it changed the way that game. It shook them. I mean, up. They, they they got really sh- shaken up, and I, I I you have to think that probably helped the running game too. Like, you know, they're going to play man if they're stacking the box. And then all of a sudden they can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it was pretty funny watching the coach's kid, like <laughs> lunge, <Well>. lunge uselessly <laughs> as Ravenel, like has afterburners on going by him. Like, it he was looked like good. Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> he just really took was. off there. Yeah. So I, now, I yeah, agree. Like Mon- Montana, not particularly athletic, but man, they played hard. Like they hit hard. Mm-hmm. That was a physical, physical football game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's nothing you can do. You can't coach speed, as they say. You know, yeah, it's just, well, he's gone. And while we're on the receivers, I mean, I, I, he he almost deserves a, a mention of his own here. But um, Scott Bracy, yeah, where did he come from? Yeah, he, like, he had he four or five, catches, and they yeah. were like the kind of tough catches over the middle that we have kind of hoped for him all mm-hmm. year. Yeah, like just don't no, no alligator arms, no, you know, like he. Yeah. Made those catches, and they were big. I think every single one of them was a first down on that slant play that just mm-hmm. killed Montana over and over. Um, well, but again, I, well, it's like here we have Ravenel and Bracy, who aren't even the stars. You know, having seven or eight catches and a touchdown. You know, like yeah. yeah. Well, I think the I think the JMU coaching staff listens to the JMU Sports Blog podcast because <laughs> I, 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 I want. I want to give you guys credit. I mean, I think it was on one of your shows where you were like, you know, we, we got to do more than just throwing the ball over the top, you know, the, the nine routes. And in this game, we ran a lot of underneath patterns and slants mm-hmm. and quick plays yep. that didn't really put Cole in a five-step drop. It was right. quick and bracy to your point came up huge on some of those passes. Yeah, yeah. it was great. And uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to need that again this week. I mean, we know what, yeah, we all know what we all know what NDSU wants to do, and and they're going to need that again this week too. Um, but now it's yeah, on sale. They get after the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they really get after the quarterback. <laughs> right. I think they got the the FCS record for sacks. Do they not? It may be. I don't know. They're, but for their yeah. team record, I think they got like over fifty this year. Like they, they also they played get a lot of games against Indiana State. So let, hey, you yeah, guys are skipping ahead. We're still celebrating yeah, Montana yeah. win. Come on, <laughs> exactly. we're only on all second right. down. For yeah. third down, we got to talk about the most dominant force in this game, and that's Mike Green. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. It, the yeah. guy just, like, destroyed everything. Like, I – and I actually didn't realize until I watched the replay. Like, in the stadium, I knew the defense played well and they made some plays, and, like, I knew Montana struggled to run the ball, but holy smokes. Like, he just blew up everything in the middle of that line. And I've been really impressed with – the defensive staff the last couple of weeks, they were rotating other than green. They are just rotating guys in and out on that D line. Yeah. Like they know they've played a billion games in this calendar year. I mean, Garrett Gruel was in there at times. I mean, there were guys, you know, all, all across the defense. I mean, Jordan Swan, Chuck Winecki, Jalen Walker. There were guys, names we haven't called a lot this year, all making plays this week. And it yeah. wasn't just cause like somebody got hurt or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. but green i mean he just like ruined plays it was one of those old school defensive tackle performances that we you know we love from him and from guys ahead of him in time at jmu but i I just felt like he was so dominant i mean i think he had a sack but he killed a running back at one point and just like every play, it seemed like he had two blockers on him. Like he was Let's just say o- he, occupying he, space. Yeah, like, he, he yeah. frees up opportunities for Sam Kidd and Tucker Dorsey to come in. You know, like yeah. he just – he occupies – you need to be paying attention if you're the offensive line. They send two guys to block him, um, and he just eats it up. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. I, I need that guy to get a bigger number, though. I mean, he, he needs yeah. to be <laughs> – like I I, I, just, I can't see him on the field, you know. He would yeah. he would look so much more dominant in like sixty five. Um, yeah, I however, totally agree. In fact, my, 
<laughs> I do like the number three, so I'm partial to that number. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, yes, your number. Yeah. Um. Well, my dad, who was at the game with us this weekend, just could not handle it. Right. Old school. Like, what is the defensive tackle wearing number three for? Like, yeah. why, why am I watching this? Like, he was so yeah. mad. Uku is wearing zero. He was so good. He's like, that guy's bigger than anybody on the field. Like, yeah. what? Like. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Uh, yeah, all and of us. And we're in uniforms. So I've complained about this before, Todd. Yeah. But the old man, I can't read the names. They're too oh, small. With the gold. They're yeah, gold. it's too small. They're too compact. And particularly in college, when you got guys, you know, multiple guys with the same number, sometimes it's a pain in the neck. They need to they need to blow that out a little bit so I can see it. Oh yeah, I mean, even the announcers. I think at one point Azanima got a little nicked up on a play, and they were worried it was Wells. Yeah, and I was like, because I think it was a special teams play, so they weren't mm-hmm. sure like which side of the ball. And like, ah, oh, yeah, it is. That part's yeah. a little weird now. You got to look for the hood with what? Yeah, you got to look for the hood on them. Yeah, yeah. and you so, look for the hair with Palmer, right? So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, Rob, what 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 about our next big point here? I mean, it's again we talk about him every week, but Tucker Dorsey is just a beast back there. Like that guy just makes plays, you know, sideline to sideline. And I think he, we just mentioned, he's a beneficiary from all the attention that's paid to Mike Green up front. But um, I I thought he was outstanding again. And I feel like he's just getting better and better every week. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like he's becoming to me, like he's reaching that Safan Robertson type level of of JMU linebackers where he just, he's elevating his game when JMU needs him to and just rising the occasion week in, week out. I thought he's outstanding. I mean, the, the fact that he plays so well against the pass now is something mm-hmm. that we weren't seeing. He's, he's never It's never been like a weakness, but now I feel like that's one of the strengths of the defense is he can drop back there and defend it. So um, that guy just amazes me with his play, and I, I'm blown away by how much better he seems to get every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just love the fact that he's like, you know, a lot of times for a defense to find their identity, <laughs> there's always got to be that one person on the defensive side of the ball that just gives them that spark. Yeah. And and I and I feel like we've had that in years past. You mentioned Stefan Robertson. You mentioned some of the other guys. Yeah. I don't feel like we've had that like that that guy that just gets yeah. everybody fired up. And I, I feel like Tucker Dorsey is is filling that role now. And it's yeah. starting to show up on the defensive side of the ball for us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, I agree. It, it also makes me happy because our uh, recruiting guru, Michael Evangelista, I, I don't know that he's ever been more excited about a JMU high school recruit than Tucker Dorsey. Yeah. And he just swore like he's undersized and he's getting overlooked by the big schools. And like, trust me, he's going to be great. And like, he's fully developed into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. He's lived just, up to Michael's hype. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's lived up to all that. So he's a beast. Great. Yeah. He almost had a pick. He should have. He yeah, could have yeah, had he a pick. And that would have been huge. Yeah, Kid almost had a couple – well, I guess well, Kid had the pick called back, and he almost had another pick. Um, And he almost had a targeting. And he (laughs) probably should have had a targeting. He should have had – I mean, that was tough. Weird game on the officiating overall. Um, Yeah. You know, Wells dropped the touchdown on – the one they gave the pass interference. After he pushed off, though. I mean, Yeah, 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 like really shouldn't have been. But then also on the Schroba play, like that was a horrendous hit. And then then Montana – guys were mad that he he was didn't even know who hit him like he got up and yelled at the guy who was on the ground and that wasn't the guy who had hit him yeah like like there was a lot of like uh and and i do i mean you know look i'm not gonna feel bad for montana but obviously no. them losing the quarterback and the receiver early really made this game um you know it, it, yeah, it just but shortened. I, and that did, wasn't going to change the outcome. No, I mean, JMU had almost 500 yeah. yards of offense against the vaulted Grizz defense. That was yes. the story. And it yeah. stinks that their QB got hurt. Goodness only knows, we know what it's like in a Montana JMU game to see a QB go down. I yeah. still haven't gotten over it 13 years later. <laughs> but, I mean, just like just like you'll never convince me we wouldn't have won if Rodney <laughs> stayed healthy, you'll never convince me that had they stayed healthy, it would have made a bit of difference. Yeah, JMU no, was, no. Just, was just beating them, you know. Yeah. The, the athleticism was too much. Yeah. Delvin, did you have another one from this game? You know, actually, it's funny you bring up Soroba. I mean, I I think Soroba. I know we give him a hard time, so I I've given him a hard time. Yeah. Let me let me person. Yeah. <laughs> I have given him a hard time for not coming up and catching the punt. Yeah. Right. I don't care about the return, but you at least got to come up and catch it. And as yeah. a former punt returner, it used to drive me crazy to see him let the ball drop in front of him, yeah. and then it bounces. We lose fifteen yards of field position. Yeah. So you know, I got to give it up to him. Here recently, he's actually looking like a threat. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, he's not, and he's sure-handed. And, yeah. and that, that punter from Montana was a pro. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy is a he, pro. Yeah. And, and he did not kick a ball that was really easy to catch, and Strobo was sh- sure-handed, and he even tried to return a couple. So, yeah. yeah. Good. I would give him a game ball. Good. Good. No, I, I, I like thought it was great. It. Like, I thought that was a big play. The one, it was only like a seven or eight yard return. Um, but then he took the, the hit. There's a flag. It got everybody fired up. And I think the, the team feeds off that. When you see a guy who really was was unsure of himself, so to speak, I mean, being kind, like it wasn't, but now he's going for it to the point where sometimes you're like, hey, fair catch wouldn't be the worst thing in the world here, buddy. Like, he seems to be <laughs> yeah. getting aggressive. But uh, I yeah. think that's big. You know, it, an eight yard return that kind of nobody expects can get a team really fired up just as much as a big return. And uh, I've been, we were talking last week, Todd, like I've had a, a little tingle that we got a big play coming from him sometime in this playoff run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the punting game. I mean, I think they've been holding back. I mean, we, we all certainly hope to see O'Kelly on the other side. You yeah. know, we know what they're capable of if they ever decide to turn it loose. And it sure feels like if there's one or two games remaining, this is the time. This is the um, time. You know, so yeah, I mean, we saw ETSU, <laughs> made a fake punt it hit a fake punt this week against indsu so mm-hmm. we'll get there in a little bit but uh yeah my last thing this is kind of funny that you brought up that you know kind of i don't know off the field stuff delvin um like not off the field but just and what rob just said about shroba like you know shroba signetti i don't know there's some times when i have wondered in the course of the season like <laughs> how does the rest of the team feel about certain guys and uh, we saw they got all fired up when Shroba got the late hit, you yeah. know, on the punt return. The team did right there on the sideline. And then they had Signetti sing the damn fight song in the locker room, <laughs> after the game, which I did not see that coming from no. this group of players. So yeah. that, that made me feel a little calmer about where everything is right now. And obviously it's been a crazy fall. I mean, A, they played in the spring. So all these guys, Delvin, I can't even imagine how much time these guys have spent together getting yelled at by their coaches too throughout yeah. this 2021 year and no half kidding. the time they're getting yelled at for stupid crap that has nothing to do with football, like about COVID and the, you know, the yeah. state of the world kind of stuff that like, mm-hmm. it just, it's gotta be, have been a tough road. And then the Sunbelt stuff and all their fellow student athletes getting screwed. And, you know, there's this wild recruiting game going on right now. When and we're basketball still trying to stealing their shine a little yeah. bit. Yeah, all this stuff. So I was really happy with those couple things. And then a couple things going back to uh, maybe our day a little more. First of all, we got to give it up to the uh, social media team, whatever, the comms team. That Rodney video last week yeah. before the game yeah. well, with the VCR tape. I mean, sorry, I know this is just hitting our old guy, you know, nostalgia. That button, but that thing was yeah. sick. It was awesome. And um, yeah. Rodney's got a career as a voiceover yeah, actor really too, man. Good. He was really good at that. I know. He's I really like, good. I know. I was like, I don't want to give anybody else a hard time, but he's really good compared to some of the other. Like, yeah. And he wrote that too. That whole thing about um the under our big sky. Yeah. Under our lights, like yeah, that, that was, was really cool. Um, but. That was really fun. Uh, that during the game they played that horrendous uh, "Walk This Way" video. Did you catch that in the stadium, Delvin? Horrendous. Horrendous. It, it was. But I had forgotten that existed, and I should have <laughs> continued to forget that existed. Rob, they played on the jumbotron. Mm-hmm. The time, like from our day at JMU, this like weird hype video that was yeah. like a bunch. Let of, us like, play. Yes, like oh. long-haired white kids singing "Walk This Way." Like, oh, in like no, it was old it was JMU sweatshirts. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was "Watch Us Play." Watch it was us play. Watch play. Yeah. Oh, oh god, god, it was so bad. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. That's that's cringy. Oh, it, yeah. they actually it was cool the way they set it up. They said the last time Montana came to Bridgeforth or something, or the first yeah. time we played Montana, this is what would have been the vid- on the video screen. <laughs> and the funny thing it was, it couldn't fill up the screen like the way they shot it was in SD. Yeah. So like in standard depth. So they couldn't even, it was, it even looked old on the screen. It was, well, it, was the old... it was, it was the only video that got applause from the crowd though. Yeah. So yeah. the crowd yeah. applauded. Which it, is cool. it was yeah. like epically good, bad, right? Like, it was just like Sharknado. Really yeah. Sharknado. Um, yeah. Well, it's probably set up. Remember the old video board was just in the top corner of the scoreboard. 
Oh yeah, it wasn't even. Yeah, and we thought that was a big deal. I was like, "Oh my gosh, we got a video board in the stadium." (laughs) I used to be jealous of Towson's. Remember, Towson had the big one, and it was probably fifteen feet wide or something. But it was like (laughs) the best in the CA. Well, and then the last thing I really enjoyed, you know, they did the stupid um, like the sign competition, Mm -hmm. like to let. I just that feels very old school, but kind of organic and fun. Like there were a bunch of like younger kids sitting behind us in the stands who had like really gone out of their way to like make some signs and stuff. I don't know. That's it cool. looked cool. The crowd was great. The students were awesome. Well, they gave away a meal plan. Yeah. It gave away a park That's... faculty parking pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think the signs are cool because this younger generation, they're not used to having to go so analog, right? Yeah. Like they yeah. could, they could post something <laughs> on Twitter and everybody in the world can see it. So why, yeah. why hold up a sign so that 15,000 people in the stadium can see it? But I, I saw one, my favorite was, it's beginning to look a lot like Frisco. That to oh, me, I love it. Said yes. everything about that game. <laughs> yeah, the playoffs this time of year. Yeah, it's it was fun. That it was fun, and I think they were like the second or third best playoff crowd. It's all so skewed because with the new stadium, it never feels full in the playoffs. You know, the old stadium you could sell out. I mean, this would have been a sellout in this old stadium this week. Yeah. They were over fifteen. Um, the students were great this week. I mean, the end zone was pretty much full. The sideline was pretty good in the second quarter once everyone was there. Um, and then obviously JMU started pulling away, but I had no complaints after all of the gnashing of teeth last week. I had like zero complaints this week. Um, <laughs> zero. About- no, I thought it was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It, um, it looked good on TV too. Yeah, maybe they can Thanks. figure out the beer line at some point, but you know, well, there you go. So <laughs> maybe at some point they can figure out how to shoot from the other side of the stadium. Yes, yeah. I mean, That's are they the ever, thing. Are they ever going to figure that out? Or at least just get a camera over there so we can yeah. get some wide shots, like coming back from commercial. Yeah, that, that have the even like, if it's just like B roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree. Showcase the the big one, but or or put a camera where that bathroom is that's up in the upper press box over on or, the other side. <laughs> or or maybe you guys just get more money and we finish the darn thing. Yeah, right? exactly. how about that? Yeah, there. Was, I, uh, I don't know that we're the ones that can uh, put that out there. <laughs> we're, we're scooter inking that. Yeah. He's oh, excited. I didn't even say that. Yeah, we're scooter. I I didn't even say the Jeff Bourne interview on Thursday or Friday. Um, also pretty wide, pretty solid information there. Like. He talked about that particular issue that yeah. we will, you know, we'll build the stadium if a we'll build it if we ever get enough demand, yeah. um, which I think is the one thing I've been wanting somebody from JMU to say because we've been kind of saying that for a while. Like, there's a bunch of people who are like, "Build the stadium," and you're like, "Well, we don't really need it yet." No. So, yeah, like, we, let's just fill it build up it when first. there's a wait list. Yeah. Yes, and then um, secondly, he did say on that note, they don't have to tear down Godwin to rebuild that side of the stadium which had always been kind of the rumor was they'd have to tear down Godwin to do that. And he said they don't have to do that. So from a pure construction standpoint, that's a positive. Um, And then he also talked about like, they're really trying and hoping um, to have some news here in the next month or so about really playing in the Sun Belt next year, you know, a fairly full schedule and, you know, both for really, you know, football playing, even if they're not really eligible, so to speak, but really playing a pretty full Sunbelt schedule. And, and it's just all, like eight games they were trying to get. Yeah. And then for they need one more home out-of-conference FBS game, I think, is what they need. And that's a weird thing to be hunting for at this time. But, but yeah. yes, but that – and then and, and obviously bigger news for all the other sports, which is really, at this point, the one – I mean, football, all things considered, has been the one that hasn't been that affected by the CAA's decision. You know, where the other sports are the ones that have been screwed. So, well, yeah, now of, all the other sports can go compete for the auto bids for the respective right in the Sun Belt, right? like yeah, fully on board next year. So, yeah. that's really, you know, potentially great news. And we hope we'll have a little more to talk about there. I don't think I had anything else unless you guys did from Montana, because um, I know we want to get to the smelly bisons here. <laughs> yeah, Montana's old news now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, goodbye. We'll we're miss we're you looking Montana. forward, forward, yeah, not backwards. You. That Montana gave us two good memories and one of the worst ones ever. So, um, pretty pretty good, yeah, pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know when we'll see them again. We may never see them again, but maybe a men's basketball tournament someday or something. But <laughs> yeah. So moving on to look, y'all, it's Fargo week. Um, this is it. I, we, I, you know, I, I sat and watched a little bit of the game. I mean, I, you know, 
quarter or so on Saturday early in the game when I had opportunity and, you know, was like half-heartedly rooting for ETSU because obviously would have loved a home game, but yeah. this, it, we can't leave without this, right? This is the one that had to happen. Um, no matter how many are, how much our fans are upset about the road trip versus the home game, we got to play them again. Yeah. Right. So uh, you're like you said, Rob, about five years to the day, it will be one day different or something, I think. Um, but a very similar setup. The last Delvin, you'll appreciate this. The, I was just thinking about this today. Five years ago, I was hosting a watch party at Gray's Tavern in Greensboro, North Carolina. We had like 35 Dukes. It was the best day ever. Like I couldn't believe <laughs> that we had found all these people to come out of the woodwork in Greensboro to watch this game. Okay, so, get back down here, yeah, man, yeah, and yeah, host yeah, another yeah. freaking party. Do it up I'm here. Superstitious. Yeah, so, yeah but <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know where to start, Rob. Rob, Delvin, Delvin, you start us off. What What's the thing you're either most looking forward to, most concerned about? You know, any angle on this game? Yeah. All right. So, so first off, Todd, I I agree with you. It would have been nice to host East Tennessee State, but it will be very very sweet if we can go into Fargo, beat them on the way to another national championship yeah. before we bounce, right? Yeah. Yeah. The fun belt. Yeah. Um, the thing I am concerned about, and this is more of an intangible, like when I when I saw that it's a Friday night game, 9.15 p.m. kickoff Eastern yeah. time, which is yeah. 8.15 their time, that, that concerns me more than anything because 18 and 19 and 20-year-olds are all creatures of habit. And to get them out of their routine – and put them on a football field, there's going to be a point in this game where they're going to look up and it's midnight and they're still playing football. And and I remember my rookie year in the, in the league with the gents, with the giants. And, you know, the first time we played on Monday night football and I, and it was like 1130 and I'm on the sideline yawning. So, so to, to, to think that that's not going to be a big deal and not going to affect our players is, uh, is ludicrous. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they handled that. Um, because that could have a big impact on on their performance. Yeah. Similar to that, I'm also kind of worried about the dome itself for the same sort of reasons. That's just such a different environment. So everything, it just kind of compounds. It's just another factor to what you're saying. But um, as good as North Dakota State has been, and you're a fool if you try to take anything away from this run that they've had, it's, unpar- it's unprecedented. Uh, you, you can't deny that they've been helped very much by playing so many playoff games in that stupid dome. Yeah. Very rarely ever leaving, yeah. but it's tough. Um, it, the crowds haven't been as big this year, but it's still going to be another. Oh, they're going to be out this week. Yeah, yeah. I think this week, they're I think they've be. been kind of keeping the powder dry and waiting for this one. Um, yeah, I'm just the, the entire thing. There's so much riding on this. Everybody knows that, like, if you're going to leave FCS, this is how the fans want to leave it. You know, you, you go through and you beat the best, you exercise the demons, all of that. There's just a lot riding on this game. And, um, I, I don't think that they're going to be too big. The, the moment won't be too big for them, but it's still, there's just a, it's a lot to take in. So like you, it's not really the, the matchups that concern me. It's just everything else surrounding the game. Totally. So I got a question for you two, my two dads on the podcast here. <laughs> um, so we were, we were talking about this today, Delvin. Um, is the nine fifteen Eastern kick better or worse for JMU fan dads? Like, so on, it's the Friday before Christmas, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So normally right. this is like a disastrous time of year to have any kind of game for mm-hmm. fans. Um, but this is at 9.15. So I, I think Rob and I, I don't know what you think, but Rob and I were saying like, part of us is like, this is kind of better because like you can definitely watch the game. Like kids will be done. Like the kids stuff will be done. this is this is best case scenario (laughs) and and by the way my kids are 15 13 and 11 so they will be awake and going crazy and sucking up the wi-fi so it's going to mess up my stream (laughs) Um, (laughs) but but what's what's great is that if the game were on saturday rob i know you're in the same boat like i've got soccer i've got golf i've got tennis practice (laughs) with my kids And so I, you know, last week was the first game that I got to go to because of, you know, kids activities. Yeah. Okay, good. That's good to hear. The one Rob and I, I was trying to get Rob to come over to my house and he's like, I, basically we were like, it's really hard to go home at like one o'clock in the morning when I'm that's, out. Yeah, that, like, that's, that's the, the problem. Like I can't walk back into the house, like all jacked up on the Friday before Christmas at one yeah. o'clock in the morning. And like, I got to figure, like I, 
for me, this actually is pretty good too. Like 915 is good because I know I've got a 13-year-old and 11-year-old. My 13-year-old has had tickets to see the new Spider-Man movie, which comes out on Friday for like a month. So he's been looking forward to that. So I'll probably be picking him up at like 8.30, then running home, and then I can get, you know, get the game on. So it works out better. It's tough. Like anything around the dinner time hour is kind of a disaster on a Friday. And this time of year, middle of the day on Saturdays are just they're all taken. Forget and if they're not yeah, taken, if we're not, if I'm not going to a practice or running a practice myself yeah. at this time, I'm shopping or doing some sort of Christmas stuff. So yeah, now, this actually uh, works out pretty well. I kind of like the late start. That's good. So uh, Rob, you talked about the dome. My big thing for this week, I got to say on the other side of that, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to watching our receiver core in this dome. Yeah. This time of year, you know, last week was, it was not cold, but it was wet. Uh, you know, pregame was a little misty, like a little, it wasn't like ideal. You know, we're used to so many of these cold Valley nights um, in the yeah. playoffs. Uh, give me Antoine Wells and Chris Thornton uh, in the dome, climate controlled with coal throwing it deep. Because yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, NDSU has got to prove it a little bit on the back end. Same as Montana last week. You know, I, I know they're stout up front. I know they're going to bring the pressure. Um, but when you had Ravenel and Brown and Bracey, and it, there's, a, there's a lot of young guys out there who can go. And you don't have to worry about any of that other wet ball or, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I'm kind of excited to see us in this environment a little bit. And same thing for Ratke. Um, and and yeah. I should note, on that on that note, I did want to bring up for you guys, massive record watches this week. For JMU, um, Delvin, you may be on one of a few of these lists. So Antoine <laughs> Wells is five receptions from Ernest Payton's nineteen eighty two or nineteen ninety eight uh, single season record of eighty two catches. Um, no kidding! Wow. And Chris Thornton is one behind him, so six catches behind that record. Wow. Um, and they I just both went over last week. Yeah, they both went over a thousand yards this year too. Didn't yeah, they? Thornton went over a thousand, so they're both over a thousand. Um, Phenomenal. Wells is 11 yards, so a catch or two. He's 11 yards off David McLeod's 1993-1207 single-season yard record. Wow. Um, and and JMU won- fans do not talk about McLeod enough, by the way. No, we never talk that about McLeod enough. That guy was so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. He was a beast. And yeah. Wells is one touchdown back of Macy uh, for 14 touchdowns on a single season in 96. Jeez. And Thornton is one behind Wells, so two behind Macy uh, for the single season record. So some huge receiving records out there potentially. Yeah. These guys could have a back and forth in this game um, between <laughs> between each other, which is incredible. And Ratke is, I think, five points off of the all time all division scoring record. Wow. Um. So you know, really, really close. Like, Hopefully he, he gets I a chance he to kick. All division scoring record for kickers or something, Rob. He does, but, but I think it's Brian Westbrook. I think might have. Yeah, I think there's actually the an even bigger scorer. one out there for him. Yeah. Um, I was kind of looking at last week's game notes about this, so you know, those that's going to be a really fun thing to watch this week. Um, in in the climate controlled environment up there, no matter how mm-hmm. cold it is outside. <laughs> So, so first off, hopefully Racky gets to kick five extra points. Yeah. Right? Yes, <laughs> no field yeah. goals. Yeah. Um, and and then Rob, you you know, to to Todd's point, I think the dome actually plays to our advantage. And because we have the athletes. Now they got some athletes on that yeah. side of the ball too. Their their big receiver Watson is hurt, I think. I don't know if he's gonna play. Their speedster running back, the the backup is is also hurt. So who knows yeah. if he's gonna play? But we've got the offensive weapons that could exploit the perfect conditions. Yeah, and, that's true. And and I just I think that that's going to be a huge advantage for us. Yeah, I, I, I hope, hope so. I, I hope so. Yeah, man. I mean, I it was funny because I I did, you know, <laughs> today there were a bunch of like national report, you know, media accounts and stuff getting all excited. There were a lot of highlights of NDSU running their fullback power, a gap, all the a gap yeah. stuff this weekend. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, they played ETSU. That's what happens. They've played, yeah. who did they play? Southern Illinois and ETSU or something? I, they, they haven't gone through. It was another red carpet. Of a, yeah, they've had, exactly they had a cakewalk yeah. through to this point. Um, they didn't play Montana last week. So, no. you know, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see. And and back to our guy, Mike Green, 
Um, James Carpenter, those guys, the big guys on the defensive line, this is their week. Um, you know, I have a feeling this is a Kelvin Azanima week too, um, up the middle, because those those are the guys we know every time we play NDSU, this is where it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get so annoyed when they run that, you know where the quarterback holds the ball out for like four yes. seconds before the, the handoff? Like it's so obvious. And then later they run the play action. Oh, it's just, yeah. I, I know yeah, I'm going to lose it at some point. But The, um, the Trey Lance special. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmares. Uh, Nightmares. Although to our coaches, I, you guys, down the stretch of our game this weekend, I was glad to see them. They ran Thornton on that little end around, but mm-hmm. with a little wrinkle this week, it was like a flip to him instead of the inside handoff. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they're clearly there's more to be done with this. They've run this the last two weeks in two different ways. And I feel like there's a pass play coming out of this at some point um, that they're they've because that felt late. That felt like we're putting this on film late in the game more Mm -hmm. than like we really need to do this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I. Well, I feel like I feel like we've gotten more creative on offense too. I mean, I don't know which one of you guys I was talking to on the sports <laughs> blog Twitter feed, but you know, we were talking about how the the offense just seemed to lack imagination. Yes. It was, you know, the stubborn off tackle or the dive play that was going nowhere. And it's like we've got the best weapons on the planet. Thornton and Wells Jr. <laughs> like, let's open it up and give them the damn ball, right? Oh, right. Right. And and so now we've seen that in the last couple of weeks. And I think, you know, going into North Dakota State, I think they're going to have a hard time stopping that. I think if we play our best game and they play their best game, we win. That's, that's where I am, too. I mean, it's yeah. obviously things can go sideways up there. They're extremely well coached and we know how this goes. Um, we can't have the fumbles that we did this week, you know, can't make those kind of mistakes. But. I kind of feel the same way. And the one other thing, back to your very first point tonight, Rob, about Latrell. At least this week, it wasn't just the big runs from Latrell. It was the first down we got four yards runs. Right. Like we yeah. got, we pushed the line and got positive yardage. Like Hit the even hole the, and go forward. Yeah. Yes. Like that was what was nice to see. And you know, when we play the Bison, like that is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're in second and five, we can run anything we want and we can use Antoine Wells, you know, like in any way we want to. Right. But when we're in second and 11, it's a pain in the ass again. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hopeful too. And, and they're more, it's weird. I do think this playoff run, I've been thinking, you know, JMU and NDSU and, Actually, South Dakota State as well are probably, you know, you look at the last five, six, seven years, those are the three behemoths and the three deepest teams. And coming in in this 2021 calendar year with playing all these games, I mean, Sam Houston, they ran a, I mean, they just looked awful over the weekend. Exposed, would you say? Yeah, Yeah, exposed. exposed. Yeah, I think so. And Montana State is a weird team, right? Just like Montana, they didn't play in the spring. So this is all fun. You know, it's, they're, A lot fresher, but the only teams that have survived other than the two Montanas are like the three teams that really have a lot of depth. And yeah. JMU is really fortunate right now. I mean, knock on wood, but we're about as healthy as we could hope for at this time of year. I mean, I, you know, True. other than Cheatham, we really haven't lost like a major contributor yet. And NDSU had guys going well, down. We haven't lost anybody year. lately. Late, That's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, like we lost people early they've on. adjusted to Percy being out, you know, they've right, adjusted yeah, to Kalen Black, but, stuff. It's not like but it's so long yeah. ago that it's, it's almost like the team has moved on. As, well, and of course I forget now that we have Bryant and Van Horst yeah. back ready, you know, like I, I forget yeah. that we're missing our two top running backs that we started yeah. the season with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're very fortunate. Um, so that's pretty good. It's gonna be fun Friday night. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey. I think, um, I think the other the other key to the game is, um, you know, we talked about this. Obviously, a lot's been made about our offensive line, but it's it's not just, um, you know, the running game. It's how do we stand up in that passing game? We can't take any sacks. We can't get behind the chains because Cole does not. I mean, Cole is phenomenal, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but Cole, but, but 
Yeah, Cole, Cole has been playing lights out. Like, I, I paid him a compliment midway through the season by text to someone, well, and then I think I jinxed him for a while, and so I've been hard <laughs> on him ever since. Mm-hmm. But I think if if we can keep Cole ahead of the chains, ahead of the sticks, I mean, that's where I think he performs the best. And so no sacks, no penalties, no turnovers. And I know that sounds pretty obvious, but I yeah. think we, we, we win going away. I like to hear. Yeah. And good to hear. And yeah, Cole was a little bit, he, he was a little rattled in the first half this week in the Montana game, I thought. And, and it wasn't like his fault necessarily. You know, he just kind of took some hits. The plays broke down. It took a little while to get going, um, but he figures it out. It's so nice to have a guy who's been here forever. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention Cole is Cole and Kelvin is They're the two guys that, and Radke too. They're the three guys that were here. They went to the Fargo in 2016. Yeah. That's right. You That's know, right. so the, and JT Timming, the injured center, is the other one. But the, the four super seniors, you know, it's pretty nice uh, have your middle linebacker and your starting quarterback and your field goal kicker be the three guys who have seen this before. Yeah. Is, uh, is pretty nice. Yeah. I think Radke just did kickoffs in that game. Um, that was the Tyler Gray field goal, the really clutch field goal um, up there at that time. But oh, yeah. yeah, pretty nice to have Cole and uh, and Kelvin with that having had that experience before. Um, so very hopeful about that. And I'm with you, Delvin. If they can keep him clean for a little bit early, he just gets rolling. And talent wise, I mean, we've been saying it for years. <laughs> arm talent wise, he's just fine. You know, yeah. like yeah. And um, and I, I love that he's homegrown. Yeah. Cox High School, Virginia Beach kid, our kid yeah. all the way through. It's like yeah. I, I, yeah. I know there was a big announcement today and then a D announcement yeah. of the, yeah. the guy from Duke. And it's yeah. like, you know, I, do we want this guy to come in as a graduate senior and play one year and be out? No, I, I, I'd much rather. Ha- I mean, no, no offense to him, but I'd much rather have a kid that's been on the roster, that's worked his way up, that we know has familiarity with the program. and It's going to stay for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah I'm a little torn because I like First of all, I believe in Atkins. I think he really could be good. And so, like, I'm not nervous about him playing next year. We just haven't seen a ton. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of with you in that. At the same time, I recognize we might need another guy. And then Delvin, on, on my 3-3-6 thing here, uh, you know, I, we have Alonzo yeah. Barnett, the yeah. kid yes. coming in from Greensboro, I'm just yes. in love with here. Um, I, I think he's the real deal. I, he's I still the can't real believe- deal. Yeah, I still can't believe that Grimsley High School has been winning games the last two years. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I, it's incredible. So I, I'm really hopeful for the future. At the same time, I'd also love to see Barnett stay five years and be playing in a Sun Belt Championship game yeah. you know, five years from now. Yeah. And that's not – next year's not the year for that. So, Well, I, funny you know, story. I know that yeah. kid because his mom is from my hometown in Martinsville, Virginia. Oh, nice. So, yes. so he's been on my radar for a while. So I was really yeah. excited to see he committed to JMU. That's awesome. Yeah. His dad yeah. played at A&T. So yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah they, they seem to know their way around. I, I'm yeah. That's where I'm like, I don't want to mess it up for all any of these kids um, <laughs> Yeah, with another. Yeah. We'll see. There's plenty of quarterbacks in the transfer portal. I'm not worried about recruits today. We got a game to play at Fargo Friday night. Yes. Um, yeah. I was trying to think. So we got to ask you a couple like non game questions here, Delvin. Go for it. Um, first of all, so Rob and I have our little dork fan group, you know, that we text with and Twitter DM with for years. Um, we have like the Uber dork group that started the day that uh, when when Mick, the day the day they got rid of Mickey was the day that this like super dork Twitter thing started, like yeah. trying to figure out who the next coach was going to be. And, uh, <laughs> but we're just dorks, right? Uh, <laughs> do the ex players have their own like? group chat, you know, text thread, like, you know, is it the same as us or is it like, how are you guys about this? Yeah, we, we have like a massive group chat. So I was, I was on like two different group chats (laughs) and, and here lately the group chats are merging. So now it's like a really, really huge group chat. And, (laughs) you know, we only have two rules about, you know, you don't talk about group chat. And the second rule is you do not talk about group chat. Okay, so we'll let you go. So no, no, no. But but what's funny is number one, you you have to be on iPhone. Like you can't be the one person in the with the Android phone messing up the freaking group chat with the green text. With the green, yeah, 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 that's trash. So we will kick you out. 
<laughs> but we, we do. We're like all big fans. We love the school. We love our experience at JMU. We love JMU football. And, you know, 90% of the group chat is not even about football. It's about celebrating each other. We send pictures of our families. That's how I know Clifford Wimbush's son scored that touchdown in that state championship game. It's like, yeah. that's, that's what it's really all about. That's uh, awesome. That's really cool. Uh, so how do you guys feel about Sunbelt and FBS? Like this is, you know, you guys are in a weird spot on that compared to the rest of us. Like it's a good no. thing, bad thing. Yeah. Like we're all fired up about the Sunbelt. Yeah. And I, and, and what's, I think we're more fired up about Sunbelt than we would have been 10 years ago. For sure. Right. Because I don't think 10 years ago, the Sunbelt is what the Sunbelt has yeah. actually become. Yeah. 10 years ago, I would say, let's just stay in the CAA and dominate FCS. Yeah. Um, but now to see a school like Coastal Carolina mm-hmm. flash into the top four. I mean, they were 14th yeah. in the country yeah. before App State beat them on like a Tuesday night or some yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so for for JMU to have an opportunity to be mentioned in the top 15 in the country, I think would do more for our program and our school from a national perspective than even winning an FCS championship. And that's sad to say, but you guys know it's true, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if JMU makes this, the, 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 um, March madness, yeah. even if they lose in the first round, everybody's filling out their bracket and they yeah. have to write JMU. Right. Yep. So to, to get that level of national exposure, I think it's a good move for the school and the program. Yeah. It's, and, and it's gotta be fun for you guys too. I mean, Look, JMU's had their share. You're one of them. We've had a long line of proud players to go on to the pro level. Um, yeah. You know, we've, we've had – it's not like we haven't had guys make a sure. name for themselves at the pro level. Um, win Super Bowls. Last year, we had guys winning the Super Bowl. Um, but, man, you know there's going to be more JMU players in the pros, and there's going to be more JMU on Monday Night Football coming out of the Sun Belt than there ever has been. And that's going to be, that's got to be pretty cool for you guys too. Well, well, I think moving up to the Sunbelt takes away one of those arguments that, you know, often you hear about FCS football is, well, he did that, but against mediocre talent, right? (laughs) Now, I guess you could make an argument that, you know, the the group of five is of lesser talent than the power five, but you're going to have a less, less of an opportunity to make that argument. So I think that a lot of our players will now get a chance to shine. By the way, Antoine Wells Jr. is a pro. No right? doubt. Yeah. The, the, the guy is a pro. So he's yeah. going to do the exact same thing at the Sun Belt that he's doing right now, yeah. right? Um, and so they'll get a chance to showcase their talent on a bigger bigger stage and not on Flow Sports every every week. <laughs> no, no, no shade to Flow. Oh, no. All oh, the shades of Flow. Yeah, yeah. All the shades of Flow. This is a anti-Flow podcast. <laughs> All right, so I got to ask you a couple funny ones here. I, uh, you didn't oh, know where this is coming on. from. Yeah, I got to put the reading glasses on here. Good dad, <laughs> very dad move here. There um, you go. So we found out we were going to have you on, and I had to uh, surprise you. I had to reach out for an uh, inside source who I don't think is on the group chat. My guess <laughs> is um, there's not a bigger ghost in the JMU football record book than, than the guy that I talked You're to today to get some <laughs> So he wanted me to ask you about the hit against UMass um, by the middle linebacker that had your face mask bent under your chin strap. (laughs) And he wanted to ask me if you remembered it, Um, first of all. Of course I don't remember it. (laughs) I mean, the description alone means I would not remember that. Right, yes. Um, Okay, we'll get to the next one here. He also wanted to ask you, do you still have a favorite Dave Matthews song? And All right. Will you out yourself on this? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now, hang on. Hang on a second. Now, I definitely have a favorite Dave Matthews song. And I can, oh, I, you got the guitar I, I, out. I, I can play it. Now, yes. all right. So, so, all right. So, let me, let me give you the, give you the, the science on that. So, yes. it's number 41. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Number 41. Yes. And um, I was glad to hear you say they're not going to have to tear down Goblin Steps because I met my wife on Godwin's at Godwin Hall and we kind of fell in love to number 41 Dave Matthews band. Oh, so, that's awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. I have a soft side. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one that might give away who this is. Um I already know who it is. Yeah, he way. ran his fastest 40 of all time trying to keep up with you running next to you. A 472. <laughs> <laughs> 
His his words were not bad for a pocket quarterback. <laughs> Can I Greg remember Maddox. Yes, yes, yes. 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 I know it's Greg. Uh, I love that guy, man. And, uh, and, and you're right. He is the ghost of the JMU uh, group chat. But I, I actually connected with him this past summer. I was in Seattle. Yeah. I know he's out in Seattle. Yeah. And so uh, I'm going to add him to the group chat so we can give him some crap. Nice. So, uh, Delvin, <laughs> you don't know this, but Greg is my like one of my close high school friends. Um, we were roommates freshman year. Uh, I was his No rec- kidding. Yeah, I was his receiver in high school. Um, pre-J. Oh, wow. So actually Alan Baskins was our, was our coach. So yeah. Get <laughs> um, out of here. Our, no, it was one of our, it was my receiver coach in high school. Yeah. So not yeah, me, small, Ted. Now no. <laughs> you, you so, don't know that. Oh no, no, not as much. No. <laughs> um, but Greg wanted me to say hello and he was very excited. We were having you on. So I love uh, that guy, man. I know. Great guy. I know he, I forget that he even pays attention sometimes to all this. And then occasionally I'll say something about him on here. Mm-hmm. And I'll yeah. get a random email like three days later, like, hey, <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> like, oh, I love that guy. Love That's it. so funny. Yeah. So quietly, he's still paying attention. Um, and he he said he was very excited. He, he's definitely ready to watch this game this weekend. Yes. Um, the 9-15 is a 6-15 Friday kickoff for him, which is fantastic on the West Coast. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The Friday 7 o'clocks are pretty hard for working people on the West Coast. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, that's well, funny. That was I know. awesome. Well, did you get to, uh, last thing, did you get to watch the uh, men's hoops game last week with UVA? I did. I yeah. was I was actually traveling and I had to watch it on my phone on my ESPN app. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so fired up. It was ah, amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, we didn't yeah. talk about, obviously we record on Mondays, so that was Tuesday last week. We haven't even talked about it. Rob? The, the crowd. The crowd was insane. The students were there lined up in the student section, what, 45 minutes before tip? Um, that was just electric looking on the Broncos. I know up here, like the local media that all follows UVA, like the Washington Post beat reporters and everything, they were raving about the arena. Uh, Bennett was raving about the arena, saying it's as loud as any place they played, save maybe Cameron. Yeah, um, I thought it was fantastic. And, and I don't know. I mean, JMU – Everybody always talks about back in the day in the early 80s how it was a basketball school. Um, yeah, that was kind of a – it was a little bit of a throwback there. And you could see the, the little bit of a glimmer like, oh, that, whatever, what has happened with football and softball and everything else? Like I've long thought basketball is a sleeping giant, and now I think we're starting to see it wake a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean I, I have a neutral – a friend who bought an apartment. I mean just a huge sports fan guy. He sells like mm-hmm. – a uniforms for college and he works for a company that sells uniforms for college and high school teams. And mm-hmm. he has an apartment like right over Nats park, you mm-hmm. know, just the biggest like sports fan nerd. Um, and he went to the game with one of our very UVA season ticket holder, partisan friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, it was crazy. He's like, it was a roar. Like yeah. at the start of the game, he's like, I haven't been in it. He's like, did they design that to be, like ridiculously loud because he's like, I don't know how they're going to like, it's going to be awesome. I mean, when I that think they did, cold. isn't it? They yeah. did design it for acoustics. Similar to like the Seahawks stadium. Yeah. Where they it, just, just trapped the noise. That yeah. was pretty great. And you know, we'll take it. I mean, went over UVA, we'll, we'll take it. And that sure. shot to win it. I mean, not how you draw it up, but man, that was quite a finish. Yeah. The two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Molson, the two Molson baskets the, down the stretch yeah. were crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Um, that, that arena is amazing. I we had a chance to take our kids to a game. We went to the Old Dominion game oh, uh, about yeah. about three weeks ago. Yeah. And you know, my kids have been to JMU football games, and they don't really get into it. They don't know what's going on. They're just hanging out, eating ice cream. Yep. And the basketball game, they were into it the entire time, and a lot of it had to do with the atmosphere in the arena. So they they've created an amazing environment there. It's going to be fun to watch the Sun Belt. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. So I, you know, I, I was roommates with Greg, right? I went to the foot. Rob and I went to the football games. We loved watching you guys play, but as a student, basketball is easier. Yeah. As a like just a purely student fan, and that mm-hmm. like now as an alum, like I love football because I want to go back and spend the day and do the whole thing, right? I want to have the tailgate and the just everything about it, right? Post-game, pre-game. But when you're a student and you just live on campus, 
you can just roll over to the basketball game anytime. And it's, right. it's easy. And you just throw a sweatshirt on in the winter and it's fine. You're like, then you're inside. It's fine. I, I don't know. They sure. can, you can tell the students the other night. And I hadn't thought about the fact either by giving the students both of the ends of the court behind the basket. When we have a big win like that, they can't stop them from rushing. Like, like <laughs> it's happening. Immediate. I mean, that was great looking. So really fun. So Delvin, we can't thank you enough. I mean, I, I, I didn't really have many other news. You already covered the uh, recruiting news today. I don't really have any big things to say about that. Uh, women's hoops played their best game of the season and lost in overtime yesterday to West Virginia. Um, hope they can keep the momentum that they found yesterday. They kind of choked it away, but I don't even mean to give them a hard time because that was easily the best game they've played this season. Yeah. Uh, and then f- I, the last thing was, I was going to say, Liz Humphrey, uh, Alyssa Humphrey won the gold medal back uh, in the, both the Pan Am Junior Pan Am Games and the World Softball Championship, World Under 18 Softball Championship this week through two perfect games. Two perfect games, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, so everyone was worried about post-CC life, and uh, I think we have a lot to look forward to this spring. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty great. And I don't really have much else. I got to go see our guys at Mossy Creek. It's your last couple of weeks to get our – Get your Christmas presents from the shop there in Harrisonburg. Mention the podcast. You'll get a free sticker from Mossy Creek or some free coasters from those guys. Uh, got to watch the game with them this week. They had a great time. Uh, that's who I was all fired up with on the Latrell runs. And looking forward to quite a few more of those this Friday. Although I think I may be doing that from my basement. Um, super jealous of all the people getting to make this trip. Really glad from the JMU end that they... Uh, have the charter flight going again or whatever. I don't know. It's a really hard trip this time of year. Uh, yeah. But have fun with it. Those of you that are going, um, hopefully the rest of you will see in Frisco at some point down the road. Uh, and, and I guess a last, I, I don't know. Are we, do we have, are we rooting for anybody in the other game? If JMU wins Friday, are we rooting for anybody in the Montana state, South Dakota state game? Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm just focused on Friday, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, me too. I, I, I would say, I, I guess if we win, I'd kind of like it to be Montana State just because we haven't seen them. Yeah. like we yeah. Just because we played SDSU before, I, I really mm-hmm. don't care. I just want to win Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I one don't thing at a time for me. I, I, I think Montana State would be a better matchup for us. Yeah. Uh, honestly, um, South Dakota State has revenge on their mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's they, what I, they, yeah. they came into Harrisonburg. They're, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder if they have to play us in the championship. And they, they're coming off a loss in the championship That's last was, year. Yeah. yeah, that's my thing was kind of they um, – at the same time – and I feel like I don't know if they're well, – I guess they're, they lost. I don't know. I feel like Montana State's fan base would be like awesome. Like they would yeah. be the way we were in 2016 having not yeah. been there in a long time and like mm-hmm. totally charged up to get down there and, you know, be a part of this. So, but I don't have any, I don't really care if we can win Friday, the rest of it doesn't matter to me. So it's all gravy yeah. at that point. Yeah. What's exactly. good for the committee though, is they're going to sell the game out with this final four. The, yeah, the game feel- on January 8th will be sold out. Yeah. So yeah. You feel like that no matter who mission accomplished. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That, that yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's a really great point. Yeah. Any, any of this, any group of these teams will be just fine for the game, yeah. finally. Yeah. Um, so, really good. Delvin, thank you so much. And, thank uh, you, guys. Yeah. Just, I, I don't, Rob, you got anything else you want to ask? Any giant no, questions here? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretending this giant season doesn't exist. If you guys don't mind. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's, a, that's a good idea. Daniel Jones is going to be okay, though. He's going to be okay. He's going to be there. okay. He's going to be okay. We just need Gettleman out of there and, and what? I can't even talk about this. <laughs> this is not good. No. Thank you very much, Dublin. I really enjoyed having you on. It's always fun. And I uh, appreciate you joining us tonight. No, yeah. you guys are great, man. I appreciate you guys for shining the light on JMU Sports. I'm a big fan. I read the blog. I listen to you guys. And so it's a real treat for me to be able to to hang out with you guys. Awesome. And, and, and by the way, last thing I'll say, I've already put my flight on hold for Frisco. All right. So I, I paid the 10 bucks to put it on hold for five days. Good so for, go Dukes. There Smart. you go. go Dukes. Yes, that's the way to do it. And uh, uh, this is such, uh, I'm so excited for Friday. Sorry. I just, I'm, I, this week isn't going to take forever now. Um, and like you said, the 915 kick Friday is going to take forever. Oh, Friday's going to be a long day. <laughs> it's going to be a long day. Yeah. When five o'clock comes, I'm going to be like, 
totally charged up after work and then it's gonna be a while yeah <laughs> four hours to kill yeah yeah i gotta take it easy there yeah my <laughs> brother has his like christmas part my brother not a jmu he's a william mary alum has his like post they have like 6 p.m kind of their like christmas party and i was like yeah i'll come by a little bit before but i got to keep it in check before yeah. <laughs> leading up to nine o'clock yeah <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys. And uh, Delvin, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. And, uh, you got if it. Any of your, uh, we're, we're always happy to talk to um, your crew there too. If, if any of your, you know, hey. I mean, you're, the, you got the top slot here, but you know, I know there's a lot of ex players with a lot of thoughts um, on all things JMU, um, there, including some of the like, you know, in stadium promotions and, you know, uh, there's a lot of hot takes in our yeah. in our group chat. I'm so. sure there are. <laughs> you, you let me know. I'll line them up. I'll be uh, the agent. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, guys. Have Thanks, a good guys. week. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. Yeah.